I hope. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Anderson. My name is Neo. <gasps> Welcome to Best Boys, a film podcast. An amateur film study podcast for the average Joe, the buffest buffs, and the cringiest bingers. I am your host, JP, and I am joined by my brother, professional Hollywood videographer from Zion. Corey, with a story. We should have wore wore sunglasses (laughs) today. Oh, yeah, we should have. I don't have any good ones. I was trying to think of like a quick Morpheus line to say, and I just like blanked. I can't. Um, <laughs> we can only show you. Shield. We can only show you what the best boys are. Yeah, it cannot be told. It cannot be told. It must be shown. It must be shown. So, we got some wiki wiki wild wild west takes. I think today. I don't. I think just for the brief moments we've talked, I think we have some new take. Some hot takes for. Both of these films today. We are finishing our Matrix franchise retrospective with the Matrix Revolutions and the new, brand spanking new Matrix Resurrections, which apparently is bombing right now, big time. I th- as soon as I saw they were putting it on HBO Max, I was like, what? A-? I mean, it's gonna bomb. There's so many movies yeah. out right now, it's Christmas. I'm gonna like. I'm gonna watch it at home. I watched it at home. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I did too. <clears throat> I had no no desire to go to the movies to watch this. I didn't want to go to the movies. Period. Right. Uh. But uh. But yeah. I would have uh, been fine with seeing this in theaters. But I think just the vibe and we were pretty busy and um, mm-hmm. just jam packed holidays. So it was fun. We had to squeeze it in. Honestly. Um. We watched it Sunday or Saturday um, after Christmas. Um, but yeah, let's just get to it. I know we uh, we got we got places to be today, so I want to keep things moving. Um, the Matrix Revolutions, the third. Uh, most people say the third. I personally, in my head canon, this is the fourth Matrix yeah. film. Uh, I refuse to not acknowledge the Animatrix as a main film in the franchise. I, um, I, it's and like I feel like the Wachowskis intended it. I think they intended it that way, at least originally. Um, just because mm. their names aren't you know directing the entire thing, writing and directing or whatever. But uh, yeah, Major Revolutions. I'm not gonna lie, pleasantly surprised. Okay, good. (laughs) I remembered that this... I honestly... Both of these sequels were better than I remembered. Just let me... I I know we shat on Reloaded, but I didn't give it a bad really bad score or anything. Um, Mm. It has issues. Uh, It falls in places that the the first movie is just so perfect that Mm. um, it's, you know, it doesn't... It can be... It can fail in these ways, and we are pointing it out. I think this movie works a lot more than I thought it did. Um, I didn't understand it. I think I remember the first time I watched it, and this time it was pretty fucking easy to understand what was going on. Yeah. Um, like maybe just because we I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, and then you get what in your head what everybody says about a movie, and you know you didn't mm-hmm. you you had problems with it when you first saw it. And I was like very confused. 
I remember not liking the Smith fight at the end, which I still think is one of the weakest parts of the movie. Mm -hmm. This is by no means perfect or anything, uh, but I think it's definitely better than Reloaded. Um, I agree with that. I that was my initial thoughts growing up, and I stand by that opinion. I don't uh, know, people now think Reloaded's better, and I don't get it. So, uh, yeah, I've been noticing it's particularly in my like DIY, you know, indie circles uh, from music and arts and stuff. That I'm seeing a lot of people say that Reloaded that that both sequels are underrated. Um, and they're actually good, but Reloaded in particular is like really good. I, there was actually a YouTube video I meant to watch um, before I uh, got on here that I did not because I had a crazy day today. Um, and it was by a YouTuber named Curio, and I'm going to shout it out anyways. And she uh, made a video about like why the sequels, Matrix sequels are good. Um, and uh, I've been, I think it's a, a thing that a lot of people cite. Um, with why I know a friend I'm on Facebook with, they're like obsessed with the Wachowskis and they're like can do no wrong. Um, and honestly, I am a huge fan of the Wachowskis as well, but I feel like I have a more like grounded per take on them. I I would say or like less biased because um, I do don't think that everything they do is perfect, but I think I love all the things they try to do. And I think when we talk about resurrections, you're going to see that a lot with me. Um, because there's a lot of really cool ideas in Resurrections. Whether you like it or not, I think that a lot of people can agree on that, um, the, the concepts. But, but before we get too far, what did you think about The Matrix Revolutions? Uh, this one is everything out of the sequel that I think that Reloaded wasn't. Um, while, say, no, while saying that is not... I don't, I don't hold it anywhere near as regard as the original or even the Animatrix. I think I like better than both of the sequels. But Revolutions, just it's paced so much better than Reloaded. And for me, that it makes it so much more enjoyable. It's too. easy watch. Yeah, it makes it. I remember yeah. people acting like that there's a 40-minute mech fight. And I feel like there was a 40-minute mech fight that there was three storylines going on during. And yeah, and it's like spread out. Like it does, It's not like nonstop like just one battle scene um and, and i i watched something uh earlier this week talking about this that that was a, a good thing to point out was this was in the era of like epic battles were like huge for blockbuster movies because uh, of like lord of the rings um and then like revenge the, of the uh, sith yeah this uh star wars uh, prequels and just and this was just they had to do big they had to do whatever but i i think it works well i love that the the, the look of the sentinel fights with the little mechs and i know realistically the sentinels could probably wipe the floor with the mechs but it feels like you know that there's no chance but you feel like they're like doing more better than you thought and it's believable it's very uh, it's very warhammer to me uh, i don't know if i don't necessarily think that it was in, influenced by warhammer 40k but just that I've been getting into it the last couple of years, and there's a lot of mm -hmm. like that. Where like there's another, there's a sci-fi faction that has advanced tech, but it's not the highest tech of the time. So it's mm -hmm. this weird like this one faction will have mechs, and this other faction will have like crazy like you know alien technology and 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 mm -hmm. energy weapons and whatever. Um, and I think that's, uh, it's an interesting part of it. And that's why I like this so much. It's anime, but also like the mech design is Western a bit as well. Like battle tech, mm -hmm. um, mech warrior kind of stuff. Um, Warhammer. I have a Warhammer model called the Invictor tactical war suit. 
Um, and it looks pretty much identical to these suits, except it has a cage over top. I think I don't I don't think theirs has a cage. Um, they're like in a they have like a bar, but there's no glass or door. It's that's how this is. It's like uh it looks like um like on a thing from Alien or like the modified cars. Uh, like at the like Lernerville, like at the yeah, yeah, like yeah. Not, like roll, not just a roll cage. Uh, yeah, roll cage. That's what it looks like. Like on oh uh, yeah, or like on uh, yeah, an alien, the aliens, um, the yellow thing. thing that Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, it's kind of like that too. Um, so uh, uh, and I think that that model was inspired kind of by those, um, by those kind of that style of mech. Um, I'm sure it was yeah. around before, but I hadn't seen it in a movie, and it, uh, I like it a lot. The but beyond the fight, I really like the. I think the stories with these minor characters that were briefly, briefly set up and reloaded, and I honestly forgot about um, the guy from Oz and Lost, uh, Harold uh, Perrineau. I think that's the name of the actor. I think his name is Link in the Matrix. Uh, his like wife. Um, who starts, you know, making shells, and her and her partner with the rocket launchers are are, are trying to take down these drillers, and that I was like, man, this is a really interesting. Like, it's really cool how they set this up last movie, and you kind of yeah. didn't think it was gonna go anywhere, and it's this important part, and she might not be the most memorable character when it's all said and done, but I was really interested in that story, even kid. Um, I thought was he was much less annoying, and uh, mm-hmm. especially if you watch the Animatrix, his thing in that, it felt like a good um, culmination. I've been very steeped in Matrix lore um, the last couple of days, uh, uh, like as far as the video games, which apparently have a lot of lore that is still canon even through the new movie, which I was surprised. I thought they were going to retcon some things, but apparently not. Um but uh, yeah, I, I was just surprised at how well this worked. I was interested in all these subplots. Uh, I think the Neo part is the weakest part of the movie, and it's that's why I think it's relegated to the background for a while until the end when it actually matters. Um, I remember people having issue with the Jesus thing being really on the nose, but I just don't know what else you're going to do. You've been set the chosen one, the one, the one. Yeah. You know. uh, the whole thing is a messiah trip. Right? <clears throat> but... And well, and what makes it now with the new movie, you could argue, argue that that is you know changed that it isn't just about the one; it's it's about you know the relationship of Neo and Trinity. Um, but this movie is definitely like uh, it, it it comes together. I kind of I had issues with a few things with regards to this plot line. One, it takes them forever to under to recognize that Bane is Smith. When it's yeah. so obvious, it's painfully obvious, so painfully obvious, obvious. <laughs> and he's like, "You really don't still, you still don't get it, do you?" And yeah, same with Trinity, like, like, <laughs> like he's gone crazy, he's psychotic, um, and uh, like especially with like the copying in, like he's everyone in the Matrix is Smith. Wouldn't it be possible that you know somehow he could figure out how to, you know, jump inside someone's body or something? I don't know. Yeah. Especially after Neo passed out, like, killing Sentinels with his mind. Like, I feel like if you witness that, anything is possible now. Like, it, um, I'm surprised that we didn't see more of that in Resurrections, which I'll bring that up later. But The, um, uh, uh, yes, yes. And I feel like we've, we we kind of jumped to the end a bit. 
But uh, there was a uh, that was one of my biggest things. Well, the way Trinity died was a little abrupt. It was like, oh, uh, tell me we're gonna be okay. He's like, we're gonna be okay, and then she dies. Uh, yeah. Although the, her her monologue, her dying monologue, takes forever. It 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 just seems like it it, it Return of the Kings me uh, where I, I think it's gonna like stop. There's a pause. They kiss, I, I thought it was they, emotional and then though. It starts right back up again, and it's like, ah, oh, you missed your moment. They're really trying to. I think they're really trying to give her, you know, some time because it's such an important character, and their relationship's so important. And oh, for um, sure. Like I, I, I didn't. I don't know. It didn't bother me, but, uh, but I see. I can see what you mean. Um, but I the, wanted to um, go back to the beginning. If you, there's something else you want to say. Uh, well, I was gonna uh, ask if we go back to the uh, the mech battle. I had some some comments to say. All right. Well, um, we already talked about that. So yeah, like, what do you what do you want to add to that? Uh, oh, I just wanted to say uh, favorite line of the movie is "Knuckle up." Yeah, he says it like that three commander times. Commander guy he is the bad ass motherfucker. Yeah, he he's so cool. awesome, yeah, and I love cool. that so much of this mech fight. You can just see like anime mech inspirations, uh, especially when like the the last like hold the line thing when the kid's riding on his back. And uh, you just got Scott. He gets the 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 ammo unjammed and knuckles up and just fucking ah! It's, it's so cool. It's just like yeah, it's so, so well done. I really like, like you feel it. I this time through, I really like that character and um the, the way he dies is pretty crazy. Um, pretty like the most oh, probably the goriest part of the movie. Um, yeah. And, and well, like and, and if you watch the Animatrix you know what's happening to these people off screen. Like if they're not showing it, they showed it in the animatrix. The people are getting ripped, you know, the mechs ripped open and they're getting torn apart and what have you. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was like that. And with like all the subplots with, uh, Link's wife and stuff. And it just like, it almost felt like you had to get through reloaded's exposition overload so that this can just be at a great pace of just shit happening. Yeah, way less. There's um, still exposition, um, and it's a lot of it's in the beginning uh, with the train man, and that's what I want to talk about. Is how did you feel about the train station thing with um, the the uh, the family, uh, the program family? That um, there's like a speech about programs that they feel love and they or they have like these emotions because, you know, love is just represent is a word that represents a deep connection. And, you know, can't we all have that? And mm -hmm. um, it's very much blurring the lines of uh, of, um, you know, humans and uh, be organic beings and machines um, and that they you know, they're they're not so different. And there is. They can coexist and obviously the in the new movie that's a huge huge part of it is that machines and humans coexist but uh we're just getting the I, I can do i can totally see the those things being set up um but how did you feel at the train station i i thought it, i'm all right with the like the concept of it i just think it was explained a little poorly about just how like he ended up being like between worlds there. I like the stuff with the family. I feel like that's the, I like them. Yeah. The best part of the, the train thing, but then it's just kind of like, there's so much more important things happening and Neo is just kind of nerfed. And, but I don't feel like that worried about it. I feel like he's, it's, he's going to figure it out or something's going to be okay. I, I didn't feel like there was enough tension to, to really 
Because like you're going between that and you're cutting you're cutting between that and Morpheus the Seraph and Trinity and a gun back to back fucking thing like wheeling through a crowd. Yeah, the like BDSM crowd club, which yeah. is just like weird and kind of funny to think about in hindsight. But so like that kind of didn't work for me. But um, but like I like the, like the overall concept that they were. I like the uh, the ceiling fighting. I thought that was I thought that the shootout in the beginning was so much better. Then I kept thinking of the Merovingian goons fight where it just looked like they were on a set with those oh, stairs. Oh, yeah, that was so bad. Like, they, yeah. this is much better than that. Um, you, oh, the fight scenes overall are much better, in my opinion, than Reloaded. Um, yeah, yeah. And I like that that ceiling fight thing, too, because that's all practical. That's actual people wired to the ceiling um, at like as they shot it. There's no camera trick or anything. Boy, did um, I dislike the serif stuff in this movie uh serif as a character is very underdeveloped um and mm. then they just try to give like random lines of lore about him like oh he doesn't have his wings anymore like those bouncers yeah. out in front of the club and it's like I, it's very star wars where it's trying to allude to the bigger universe and there's more there's more lore than we can even touch on this movie but it feels yeah. like a little it feels very like on the nose um it felt very like uh i don't know weird and abrupt and out of nowhere and then it just never comes it's never a, a it doesn't come back ever um yeah even the scene more... with the, the smiths and seraph was kind of awkward um yeah that one had zero tension to it too it's like all right we're gonna hide in these rooms and then just listen to them walk up and into the room and, and it's die. like no surprise no nothing it's just it's not even just one smith it's just like a a room full of smiths and it's just yeah, it, I don't know. There's no weight. It, there was there definite missteps in in that could have been higher gravity situations. Um, how did you feel about the maniacal laugh after the he Smith absorbs Oracle? Uh, I thought it was fine. I, uh, I, I it was it was that it was even a little bit weird. Um, and obviously the the Oracle is a new actress in this one. Um, yeah. which the Gloria Foster, the original passed away. And I, I, I'm glad they addressed it in the movie. Um, but I definitely don't like, uh, the new Oracle as much as the old Oracle. And, yeah. uh, not that she's bad or anything. It's just different. And, mm-hmm. um, so that scene was weird. This, that she was waiting for him and, you know, she let herself, you know, he, he recognized that she's letting herself be absorbed by waiting for him because she knows he's coming and, Mm. Um, he wanted to get the eyes of the Oracle so that he could see the future and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. The Smith storyline is better in this. Like it's much better in this movie, but it's, it's, I don't really, I never liked it. I don't like the infinite Smiths thing. Um, yeah. It, it makes it, him feel cartoony at some point. Like he does become cartoony, especially when there's so many of them. Um, mm-hmm. like with the different react, the different, like, faces they make in the background and whatnot i don't know i i i think i've always had a problem with the smiths the smiths um the smiths uh arc in this um i don't know what i would do better though i don't know what uh how i would do better i still love mr uh, agent smith as a character especially in the first film um mm. but yeah he does become a little bit of uh of just a, a mustache twirler, a little, I guess is like the, and he's yeah. supposed to be the anti Neo. Like Neo is all powerful and good. And, and yeah. agent Smith is all powerful and bad. And they're the equal and opposites of, of each other. Um, and, and then like the end fight is kind of weird. I remember there, I didn't understand it the first time. Um, 
But I want to. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself again because I want to go back to the Train Man because I honestly forgot that the Train Man was in the movie at all. I yeah, that, like that. I was like, wait, what? Wait, <laughs> this is homeless. Who man? is this <laughs> fucking guy? Um, apparently, he's a veteran actor that is in the Star Wars prequels and is in uh, the original, the the second Mad Max, the second two, I think, um, sequels, and uh, I think he's Australian or something. Yeah, I, I didn't have a. I mean, I didn't have an issue, but uh, it was it was this like, weird beginning part of like how we get neo back and uh because he's trapped he's trapped in the in the train station and only this train man and the merovingian controls it and boy the merovingian i now like i hated really? him when we in the when, well because we have added canon that i did not uh have before because after the original trilogy it's like this guy sucks like i understand that he's supposed to be like this chaotic neutral force um mm-hmm. that is on neither side and kind of fucks with both and uh and i i i, uh, I think it's cool that it exists you know like a rogue program oh for sure yeah um but uh i i don't know why i think because of all of his big his big ass causality monologue and dump of information in the second movie that i, I was just like wish he didn't exist but now I feel like his character is redeemed with the new movie, and I am all about the Merovingian. I'm Team Merovingian. I don't want to be honest to really? but really? I, I'm not honest team. Because, no, but because I of now, the new movie. Uh, yes, and we are gonna talk about it. Oh man! Um, but I think that he is a cool character now, and I'm glad that he's you know around. And um, yeah, I think the club is funny, and it's just like. It's very Batman and Robin kind of like with the with the yeah. intro. It does, it, oh. it, it, and like they're all <laughs> the circle they're, of guns. It's so funny to me. They're wrangled. They're all wrangled up, and um, and uh, yeah, they make it. They try to make a deal, and then, you know, of course, Trinity just like fuck this. I do what I want, <laughs> and uh, he gets back Neo. Man, uh, well, we'll we'll get to it, but uh. I, I I don't know. I I liked it. I I thought it was kind of pulpy, kind of you know, a little. It's very camp. It's probably the campiest part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it felt almost like in that scene, almost a parody of itself, uh, slightly. Um, and just kind of like, you know, the leather's ramped up, the BDSM is ramped up, and this time it's all daytime and bright and. Uh, it's fun. It, it's really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it doesn't feel. You don't feel tension. You just feel like. This is yeah, what's, what's ridic- gonna happen? Not ridiculous, next. but like, yeah, yeah. We're on an adventure. Yeah, I don't know. It's a very adventure. Yeah, I... It's fun adventure. Uh, hot, let's save Neo, and uh, we're gonna, you know, we yeah. can do it. Um, Morpheus definitely takes a big seat back in this movie. Uh, now mm-hmm. I'm just realizing it. That fight in the beginning, he's a part of, but the rest of the movie, he's kind of takes a seat for uh, Jada Pinkett. Speaking of which. Yeah. Jada Pinkett, I'm glad gets gets a movie because I couldn't remember. I knew she got the video game, but and had a small role in the second movie, but she's really good in this one. Um, really don't like her in the new one, but I really like her in this one. 
and yeah. uh, and uh, her storyline's really cool. There's a lot of really great female characters in the Matrix, and like they don't may you know they don't necessarily pass the Bechdel test or whatever that arbitrary bullshit is. But uh, there's a lot of really well like, and we talked about this with the last one where it's like this multicultural society, and men and women are all you know participate in everything. You know, um, it's very equal because we're all just trying to survive together. Um, and, uh, I really like Niobe's character. I think she's badass. Trinity, uh, upon watching this whole thing, I now realize just how fucking badass Trinity is. Um, even apart from the new movie, like, I think I slept on her just cause so focused on Neo, um, Neo and Morpheus. Um, but Trinity, they're all three are crucial. All three are vital to what makes this so cool. And yeah, just great. This is great, great female characters in this movie. Um, you know, between like we said, Link's uh, wife, which you probably should find her name. Um, but uh, and uh, Trinity and Niobe and um, you know, plenty of other smaller uh, background characters. Um, it's, it's I don't know. It's really cool to see, and I think you can be you know badass and still be you know a woman at the end of the day i think i heard that as a quote of carrie and moss from like that from one of the the behind the scenes and i thought it was really really good uh an accurate description of mm. of uh how our character is um but yeah what do you what do you feel about uh what else do you want to talk about with the revolution um do you want to go over the how do you feel about just like the 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 smith takeover um the absorption the stab of neo at the end and he's having the whole lines about uh like i've seen this but it's uh, this is where i say this and he's like why do i why did i say that um i've always wondered like is it like neo in his head making him say that or is it like oh he's has the eyes of the oracle he has the eyes of the oracle and he sees the future but he doesn't i don't think know what to make of it like he doesn't know how to interpret it um and that's like a thing that's definitely a thing in sci-fi with you know future sight is sometimes you know if you try to you know may will it to happen sometimes you are you know, doing the opposite or you're only seeing a perspective of the future. And the bigger picture yeah. is you f- get fucked um, or whatever. I didn't, I, I think it was confusing also when I watched as a kid that I got that more this time. Um, yeah. And the deal, the whole deal with the machines, I understood fully this time. And I did not as a kid, like, well, they yeah. want, I, like he has to kill Smith because they can't deal with Smith themselves. Like it has to be Neo. He's the only one. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and in order to do that, they have to make, you know, li- keep peace with Zion. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I liked it a lot. Um, I was really surprised. I liked it a lot, a lot. I liked it more than the second one. And I just, I liked it overall. Um, it's nowhere near the original still. I think the original, it, this it would have been better off still, you know, being by itself. I, I honestly probably do believe that, but I am also very happy that there is a larger matrix universe and lore to dig into. Um, cause it is very yeah. much is, I do very much believe it is the star Wars of the 21st century. Um, 
you know, I, yeah, the lore is big enough for it. Like it can be big enough. The world is big enough. It well, may not be it, galactic, but it's well, deep just enough. the trip. I'm just talking about as it exists now. It is the Star Wars of the 21st century. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, um, yeah, I'm definitely happy that these exist. I, I, with with if it would have been just the first movie, I don't think I would be into this franchise as much. Uh, well, it wouldn't be what, a franchise. It'd just be yeah, one yeah. movie. Well, yeah, you know. But the the other two make the first one so much better. But it also just it, it makes it very enjoyable as a series. Like I don't think that any any of these three are bad enough to make this not a great series. Like uh, said, a trilogy to recommend to, to people who are into the sci fi genre. And shit, the, I still think they still hold up. The Matrix would exist. It doesn't. I don't think they needed to make sequels because the Matrix would exist as an all time sci fi great, just like the original Blade Runner. They didn't need to make a sequel to the original Blade Runner, and you know, but they did. However long later, but uh, yeah. at its time, um, I think that's what the kind of what this does for sci-fi. This did for sci-fi, you know, more, what Blade Runner does. But I think it also as as a franchise, which you could argue it it failed as a franchise, um, but it, I think it succeeded in a lot of ways. That Star War, the Star Wars prequels, and definitely the Star Wars sequels did not. Um, but also, they're the you know it's the first three movies I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised, how much I liked it. Um, definitely has its, still has its issues. Um, there's some there is still some goofy stuff. Um, but if you're really into this world, um, this is a good. It, it wraps it up, I think, well. Um, mm. And you could argue, does it you know da, did a did a sequel need to be made? today and i think that lana wachowski herself has asked does a sequel really need to be made this seems like this this movie is the most self-aware meta movie i've seen in a long time um it may not be like the deepest uh you know it's not draped in metaphor it is very surface level uh, mm. i'm obviously tar- starting to talk about the matrix resurrections um but it I is the last movie a uh, three and a half by the oh way. yeah sorry i'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm i was ready i'm just so ready to talk about it i was gonna i yeah, think I, I, I think i was prepared to score them both at the end uh but all right i'm you gave it a three and a half i also gave it a three and a half yeah um, I, it's a little bit better than reloaded but not nearly as good as the original nowhere near still solid uh uh like blockbuster very it's still yeah still a good movie and if you like this world then you're gonna love it yeah um but all right if you like this world if you like this world would you love do you love the resurrections is the the question but this is like i'm just saying incredibly self-aware an incredibly meta movie and it's very appropriate for our modern age um, of sequels and reboots and rehashes and franchises and spinoffs and and what have you and milking the milking everything dry from all its enter- you know of all its entertainment um a thousand years of star wars a thousand years of marvel that's what this, the matrix this movie is commenting on that um and essentially I will just break it down. The first half of the film, uh, Neo 
who or at least who we think it's Neo is um a video game programmer, a video game developer. And he has developed a game called a series of games called The Matrix and he wants to develop something different. And it is called Binary coincidentally. And he instead his company is uh, telling him that he has to make a sequel to The Matrix. Um, that he's being forced to, and if he doesn't do it, someone else will, you know, against his will, against his wishes, and will take, you know, his creation and do something with it without his uh, consent or uh, oversight. So then we see them try to develop this game. Um, the video game thing, uh, I didn't know how I felt about it at first, but uh, I think it's just like a slight, like, would you just, would it really have been that much different to just say he's making a, he's made movies? <laughs> yeah, I kind of did not like the game aspect for most of it. And then I just kind of got like used to hearing it enough that it was like, all right. But in my peak of hating it was that little round table with all the, the like the think tank thing in the middle of the See, film. I, that's when me and Riss were like, okay, this is literally we're watching a representation of the writer's room and board meetings to develop yeah. this very movie that we are watching. Like it's 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 like the behind, a, a, a dramatization of the behind the scenes of the movie we are watching as we're watching it. Yeah. It's, it's pretty uh, it's pretty fucking I, I it's pretty wild. It is, but I just feel like it's all too on the nose with it. It's like it's not nuanced as as well as like I feel like it could have been. Like, I this think felt that's like what it, makes like, it so would, interesting. Is this like, like would, how does this Lano exist? How does yeah, this exist? I mean, it's so fucking fascinating. And said that I made this to bomb as a point to not do these kind of movies anymore. I 100% full respect love it. And I think that, but that I mean, that why does she, why does she have to spoon this, feed that but, to you without you without you being able to get that from watching it? But that's the thing. It's like I I feel like there's parts of this movie where it could go either way. Of like, it's not just like obviously there's the poke in the bear of the uh, of it being a rehash, and we have to just keep rehashing things. Um, but it's like it's, it's entire not, commentary like it's on being forced way. to rehash movies. Like that's yes, what I this movie that, is. I'm saying I don't I just don't think this is a good movie in doing that i think there's a lot good about it um but i think that there are some i think my issues with it are more in execution than in uh the i think the idea is pretty genius honestly and i think yeah, that's that, what... i think the video game thing is good and once you realize that you're not getting the matrix and you're getting whatever the fuck this is uh, I think that it it is like you uh, like, um, like, I don't know. It, it's different. It's just it feels so. It looks. It's shot different. It looks different. The cameras are different. Um, the coloring is different. Uh, mm. it looks. It, it feel. It doesn't feel like the Matrix at uh for large large portions of it. Um, and then the moments when it does, it's purposely trying to be a facsimile. It's purposely trying to be, this is a copy of, of what you remember. 
while con and this isn't what I have an issue with, but while constantly berating you with the footage of the original movie and like beating you over the head with it, like like my issue with this because I just watched these movies before this and I don't want to see it's don't want to see these scenes again when I just saw them. I I'm ready for this. I don't need to have that prepared for me. But I think that it was on purpose to beat you the fuck over the head with. Like you want the you want the original Matrix. Well, here it is, again, interspliced between this new movie that is fucking not the Matrix, very much not the Matrix, um, and at least in the you know this beginning hour, this first hour of it, I would say. Um, yeah, it's like I uh, I texted you after I first watched it. It's like I I like the big great I like the grand idea of it. I just think that the movie itself like. The way they went about doing it, which I guess you would say the execution, I just don't think is good. I think there's like there's so, there's a lot of especially in the second half, just bad dialogue. Um, uh, uh, my, most of my issues with it are in the second half. Um, I but but I liked I once I accepted what, what this movie was doing because boy, it was jarring with the video game. That fucking guy that works for the video game company that's like really energetic and his um, assistant, yeah, or his the assistant. Smith guy? No, the assistant. Um, he's yeah, so fucking annoying. Him. So, but I, but then I realized that this is all on purpose. This world, once they explain it to you, Neil Patrick Harris later, it's like, oh, this whole world is a caricature. It is a, you know, they're using dated slang like OMG and and stuff like mm. that. It's like very hype beast uh, culture. You know, it's uh, um get grind. You know, grinding is capitalist as fuck and very. Um, shallow and like glitz, glitzy, and uh, um, it doesn't have any depth to it at all. Um, mm. It's it's a diff because like this is a ma- a matrix. It's and it doesn't need to feel like the old one to be a matrix. And I yeah, and like I I really once I accepted that I was like wow this is cool, and I and it I just have to you know go with this and see where it takes me. The first half of the movie I really I I mean I I liked. But I kept saying that uh, it's very feel, felt very raw um, in terms of production to me. This a lot of this movie feels raw, um, and I and uh, and I think that's part of what makes it so interesting and fascinating that it exists. But it is obviously flawed because of how raw it is. Now, when you say raw, what do you what do you mean by that? Uh, you know, not fully baked. Uh, like in terms of production, so like it, not polished, raw, unpolished. Okay, gotcha. Interesting. Okay, because I was gonna say I think this is like beautifully, the, especially the first half is beautifully like shot and like edited, and I like the whole like. I didn't like the editing montage. at all. I didn't um, like the editing at all. I I thought the editing was chaotic and frantic, and it felt weird at first. The pace of how things were moving. Was really strange. Mm-hmm. All the action is edited poopy poopy, but it's because they're yeah, trying. I, that stuff's bad. The action's edited like poop, but it's because they're trying to you know edit around old man Keanu and and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's because they can't do the choreography. Um, I I, I was forgiving of, with it, but yeah, it, it I, I, a lot of the old man Sam Jackson fight in uh, in Captain Marvel where it's just cut after cut because he can't do anything. Can't even. Yeah, yeah, like the Irishman. Um, yeah, yeah. The <laughs> yeah, yeah, Keanu old. is very stiff in this. 
Uh, Keanu looks old. Like, he doesn't look old, that old in his face and body, but he moves very stiff. Um, mm. He's very stiff on camera. I would say that his performance is one of the weaker parts of the movie. There are moments when this is like, oh, this feels like Neo, just a little bit older. Um, Carrie Ann Moss is great. Um, oh, yeah, she's, she's good in this. Uh, honestly, a lot of the new people are good. Yaya Abdul Medine, he's great in everything. We mm-hmm. we he's not. This ain't the first time we talked about him. Uh, I was a little weird about New Morpheus, and once they explained the concept, I'm like, this is genius, and he is really great. And it was like there was a scene where he's like, yeah. I'm not the real Morpheus. I'm the fun Morpheus. And he like said a joke and laughed and was like, wow, he's like more animated than our, you know, stoic, um, monotone Morpheus. Um, like he's based on the, the original guy, but he's not the same person. So that's why he doesn't, you know, he's not played by Lawrence Fishburne. Um, yeah. I like that. I like the physical, um, I like a lot of the sci-fi ideas, like the, the, physical holograms and the the operators are can make themselves holograms in the matrix and Mm. like skins and bots and jessica henwick who plays bugs is also one of my favorite people in the whole movie uh i love her she's plays um colleen wing in the marvel netflix marvel shows iron fist Mm. and all that um so that's what i know her from i know she's in way more than that but, but uh, I really love Bugs. Bugs is a super badass character. And I feel like they were, like, hinting some weird things about her lore-wise. Like, she, her brain pattern is the closest one to Neo's and and uh, all the uh, weird kind of shit. I thought it was the closest one to Trinity's. Uh, maybe that's what it was. I was, honestly, the second they, half he, w- did not understand a lot of things. And that's where I'm going to, that's where my problems are. Is the second half feels like a fucking mess. I feel like the first half was messy, but worked and was fun. And like, yeah, but the second yeah. half was a mess. And I like things about it, like the action chase and things, but ultimately uh, was not nearly as good. Yeah, I think this movie only gets worse as it goes on. Um, like I, I, I was, I was, I was into the like the game thing. I. I when I said it was like jarred by it, I just mean like, like why not just make it movies instead of games? But like the uh, the overall concept loved in the first part of it, and I I, I got over my I got into the, like okay this isn't at all what I thought it was gonna be like the concept is what I thought it was gonna be, but the execution the aesthetic and only aesthetic is not is completely all. different. It's just um, a different like, aesthetic. Like I figured this based on the trailer, this wouldn't feel like the old Matrix movies, but the uh, it, it's just what. And when you get into the second half, it's just what they do with where they're going with it. I just feels like it's just not done well. I I feel like Carrie on Moss, who's such a phenomenal actor uh, and does so much, is doing all the work with the like the lines of dialogue. I thought her it's, performance is really good. Yeah, like she's good, but some of the stuff, especially the the final shot of the movie where her and Keanu show up at the end with Neil Patrick Harris, it just oh my god, that was horrible. That was a horrible scene. The cheesy. It was really bad. Of, I feel like there's a lot of stuff like that for both of the her and Keanu in, in the, the second half, the, the second half of the movie, and that just I think that's why I have such a bad taste. It's honestly whole. the last hour. I don't even think it's the second half. I think well, the it's movie's like only, I guess it is two and a half hours. Yeah, I think it's like the last hour. Um, it's just it gets it, there's a lot happening. They dump a fucking inform a fuckload of information on you, then you realize in the end that the stakes were just getting Trinity out. They were not saving anything. 
We were they weren't saving the city. They weren't saving the people. Any people. They weren't saving the people in that matrix. They just were getting Trinity out. That's what the movie was about. Was about yeah. their relationship and their love for each other. And I knew that because I I heard about that beforehand, but I didn't understand. Like it just like felt like was that enough to tell this grand tale? Like I mean, it was about. It feels like it's it's, it's setting up future movies, but I don't think it's good enough to make any more movies. No, I hope they do not make any more movies. It's definitely setting something up. It set something up. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it will get a sequel. Just I don't think just how but, bad it's doing. Yeah. But um, I, like the i would have been okay with it just being a, a trinity rescue movie i'm fine with that and then like but then at the, that last scene where it's just like i can just control the matrix out right now and i'm gonna change it to however i see fit uh like trinity and or saying neil patrick harris at the end and i'm just like what the fuck is this like what is it, well now there's just, two neos like they both yeah, have and, neo and powers they have, and they have the power of the architect now but apparently too uh is what they're essentially saying Oh um, yeah. And at that point, then there's just no stakes, and I, that's why I'm saying, like, I don't want any more of this because it doesn't like unless it's all the stakes are only in the real world. And if but they said the they can't world, bring it down. It they like that was the other thing. It was a stalemate in the end. Like, yeah, they woke you woke Trinity's god powers, but um, but Neil Patrick Harris is still uh in control of that matrix to a degree, and those people are still gonna be in those pods and those people are still gonna be living in that matrix. So, so all yeah. Trinity and Neo was like, well, maybe we'll make it a little better. Maybe we'll make some rainbows. Yeah. It's like uh, we'll change so a few bad. things is the quote, I think. Well well we're gonna change a few things. And like that can mean anything and uh, they can make it a pleasurable experience for them. Um Oh, I, I mean, I took it as they were just going to ha- have it set up in the Matrix to have a choice to be woken up or not, like right on the forefront or something. I Well, that this is the thing. Apparently in the lore that that has already happened. Um, and the Mat- that's what's part of the Matrix online, I guess. is And, I, and that's what I, I... I didn't understand this movie fully lore-wise, so I don't know if I'm, you know, getting the new one properly, but in that game... Um, there is a sect of people that, you know, get woken up and then they're like cypher. They want to go back. Um, Mm. and that the people of like a lot of the people in that matrix, um, or that when the, the, the war ended, a ton of people were woken up that wanted to get woken, woken up, um, like at the end of the original war. And, uh, but then there were people that chose to stay, um, in the matrix. And then there were people that got woken up and went back. And so I don't know if it's implying that the people in that matrix want to be in that matrix, um, or if they don't, they aren't aware, I guess, obviously we know that Trinity wasn't aware and Neo wasn't aware. Um, but they were like this, they, it, they seem to insinuate that they're literally a this special case that they were put in here and have to be kept away from each other because if they find out who they are and they get together, that they'll fuck everything up. I feel like there was a, a few lines of dialogue from NPH that was like, that was saying like, they don't even know what they want. I know what they want. And I give it to them, blah, blah, blah. And it just made it seem like it's, it's like forced choice, which the whole movie seems about forced choice. Well, well if they have to want to really be, I think it's that they have to want to be there. If they don't want to be there, then they'll, they'll wake up. They can wake up. Hmm. Um, 
So whether uh, so yeah, I don't know if that's just the pro. They're talking about the process of a red, big theme of the whole pilling. movie was was uh, forced choice was that's because uh, Yaya says a bunch of times like, well, that's not really a choice, is it? Uh, like I think like three times he says it, um, and so that's what I it, it, one of Neil Patrick Harris's speeches towards the end of the movie saying it made it to seem like he's forced the choice of people wanting to stand because he's. Uh, knows exactly how to manipulate the mind of the average person to make them want to be in the Matrix and want to um, not wake up. That's how I took it, at least. I don't know if that's um, how that would... Yeah, I I gotta honestly look more into it because because I, I don't know if I fully understood it. I don't understand what was going on with how they were waking up Trinity... Um, like with Sati and like Sati comes back from the major, she was a mm-hmm. little girl in the major revolutions. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, uh, what she the fuck she was doing. Um, I don't know what bugs was doing What you, like you said, what, or like we were talking about with her brain was the closest to, yeah, I thought it was Trinity plugged- and then, but Riss thought they were talking about more talking about Neo and no, so they plugged, they plugged bugs directly into Trinity for a little bit to get her from the pod to the ship. Uh, and I don't know how or why or whatever, but they did it that way. And then they got her on the ship and they were able to separate the two. And then bugs just went in on her own. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was real muddy with, with that. And I, was, that was my biggest problem. Uh, what I, one of my biggest problems with the, with the action of the movie is, uh, Another thing that they did to create no stakes was apparently you don't need the key maker anymore to make portals to go anywhere in the matrix uh, that the operators can just do that now. And so there's just there's always a way to get away as long as it, 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 you don't even need to have a door. They were doing it with like jumping out windows and stuff too, and me, uh, any mirror. There were some jump cuts at times too where I wasn't sure how they were like getting out. They would just like be there and all of a sudden it would cut to them pulling the thing out of Neo's head and he's out of the matrix. And I yeah. didn't understand. I didn't understand the rules of getting out. I know she explained it with the doors, um, but yeah, I didn't understand. Um, before like, we in the in the, be- in the beginning of the movie, her and Yaya jump off a, a building into the into the ground, and, and they splash through it and and end up, uh, I guess, outside of the matrix. Um, so it was like, I guess it's like how the kid tried to kill himself to get out of the matrix they maybe they have they can do that now um it's weird i don't know not explained uh, well not so weird. all right so how did you feel about um miss the agent smith played by jonathan groff who i love from mind hunter love him uh, mind hunter i thought he was good in this but he's just a weird character so it was like hard to i didn't understand why he even needed to be in this movie yeah, I would have loved it so much more if it was Hugo uh, Weaving in the same, like doing the same part. I think I would have enjoyed uh, up until the point where he just shows up to just sit, kind of save the day and then leave and then has no other purpose. I, I get why they didn't because he's old um, and he and he probably didn't want to do it again. Um, but apparently uh, he was open. He was down to oh. be in another one if if one of the Ch- Wachowskis was attached. Um, I I like I said I liked it. I just didn't. It was weird how they used him. He was like this rogue. It felt like an anime 
with the anti-hero character, you know, like you're yeah. before they join the good guys, but they're not a bad, they're used to be a bad guy and they haven't joined mm-hmm. the good guys yet, but they're kind of like this chaotic force. Um, I didn't know. I don't know how I felt about it. it. It just felt like he was in the movie just to show up at the end to let, to help Trinity and Neo. Uh, so he could kill the architect. Like that's just feel like that was his only purpose in, in the movie. Uh, which is a shame because I love that actor and I think he it's an, a weird it's an interesting thing I wish that they would have had him do kind of like a, a Hugo Weaving style of talking like Bane did to kind of seal more rather than change his I feel like he wouldn't change well, his well, I, I, th- I don't know I think that you can't keep doing that stupid voice uh, the, stu- the, vo- the stupid voice is iconic but mm. I like that it was it's like Doctor Who you know you can be the yeah. same character and have a different personality. Um, and I think they're playing with something like that. And the, I wanted to talk about this with Revolutions because I think it started this. And I think it, this movie takes it forward. Is This movie is uh, the whole series. You know, people talk about the themes with, you know, trans and uh, and just like identi- self-identity and self-image and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But there's a ton about transhumanism in like, you know, uh, the like we said, the point between organic being and machine, um, and uh, I think that there's a lot playing with that in terms of you know Smith, and you know he's he's this independent force, and he's uh, he he was awakened again, big thanks to Neo, and he owed him that. And I thought about like Io. We didn't talk about Io at all, but there's oh, Zion yeah. is gone. Zion is gone, and Io is a machine built by the survive like the survivors and um, machines that have defected, uh, or not not even defected, but apparently there was a civil war between the machines, um, and uh, and humans even, and uh, the. Um, some good machines, quote unquote, um, you know, they help build this, this city. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, I like that. I really like that and getting to see the city and, and learn about the machines, but man, Jada Pinkett was just, I don't think, I don't know if it's her. I don't know if it was the dialogue. I don't know if it's that weird makeup, like the makeup not being convincing enough, but man, every scene was awkward with, uh, old captain Niobe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, not yeah it's not great with it but i i wanted to say earlier um the uh oh i lost it we'll just talk about captain Naomi. um yeah this apparently takes five hours to do that makeup and i thought the makeup looked terrible and with like having her give these kind of i don't know if know if it's because of the makeup it's restrictive to be able to like your face is very stiff but yeah there's like no emotion in anything it's just dead faced like which makes me not care. And then also she was like, I never believed in you, Neo. And I was like, you literally gave her or gave him your ship. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because you believe. And then it's almost like she, as she's at one point in the movie, she's like talking about it. And then it's like, she convinces herself. It's like, yeah. And then you did all this and then things were good. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I did believe. And it's like, what the, f- why, what is the point of this? Yeah. I didn't like that. They, they kind of undo a little bit of, um, or what Neo did, but then knowing that in the in the Matrix Online that, that it was already unraveling by that point, um, 
like right after there was still conflict, it was just there was peace with the machine. The, the big machines kind of broke out into factions, and that's yeah. what what kind of seems like is still ha- like happening to the day to this day. Um, or like some of those factions came together, and it's like new sides. Um, mm. I want before I forget about it. Um, I want to talk about. That there's like a the one of the main fight scenes, which fucking looks like it is out of a martial arts film where they just set up a set of random junk and then have them all fight around it. Um, I'm thinking about Netflix Daredevil. I'm thinking about you know what I'm talking about. Are they just like warehouse with a bunch of yeah, yeah, shit yeah. on the floor and like boards and barrels and stuff and have a big yeah. ass fight scene. Well, there that is that is honestly the longer the longer fight scene and probably. Th- I didn't hate it at like for what it was. It's just too long, and it was like I'm getting at like falling out of this. The action sequence at the end didn't bother me, um, even though it was like not always the best. Um, but this is too long, and they're just like hard to follow. There's so many different people fighting. Characters just disappear for a while. Morpheus disappears at one point yep. in that scene, um, and just shows up at the end. It felt like Mortal Kombat Annihilation or some shit. Um, <laughs> not nearly as bad, but something like that. Um, but I wanted to talk about the motherfucking Merovingian. I would have never in a million years thought that they would bring him back. They said exiles. Oh, they're exiles. Mm. And I was like, oh, well, I know the exiles work with the Merovingian. And I thought it to myself yeah. and I just, no, nah. like it's just exiles. And he's, they're fighting him for a fight scene of random, you know, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. And... <laughs> And then the Merovingian shows up and he's homeless looking and he's just shouting. Like, I'm pretty sure that they just had him for like an hour and just probably said, like they had a fed him a bunch of lines and then just said, say whatever the fuck you want. Like say some lines and we're going to cut it up and we're going to intersperse it throughout this fight scene because he doesn't interact with anyone. Right? Nope. He just says, he, Neo says something to him and then the fight scene happens and he just sits in the corner and this is what makes me not he's, take he it like snivels like he's like he's like Gollum. Yeah, like they'll, what they'll they'll go to him talking and he's just spouting some like shit about how sequels are terrible and 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 all this meta shit and then it goes to his point of view and you just see like old people fight like doing choreography and it just doesn't look real or good and mm. it just looks silly. It made me feel uh, in, it, with his over caricature of himself for this movie on top of it. The whole scene just felt silly. It, it felt, it's kind of Joel Schumacher, Batman. Yeah. I was thinking yeah, about that. I, the, the, the Joel Schumacher, Batman with the Merovingian scene in revolutions. And I kind of feel that way about this. Um, it's very campy. It's incredibly campy, but this is incredible. It's like meta, like, mm. uh, with all the, the shit he's saying about Zucker fucks. And, uh, he's like mm-hmm. talking about the real world. He's talking about the real world. Oh, yeah. Um, the sequels suck, and uh, I don't want to make like it's, Lana definitely didn't want to make this movie, and just like okay, give me this big, give me your pile of money. I'm gonna make something weird, and uh, <laughs> that's what we got. Yeah, it, oh, man, that's like, like I get, I I get what she's doing and going for it, but it's just like not. I, I have a hard time saying like I like the film. Um, I I like uh, it. I think it's interesting, and I think it's as a film is arguably bad. 
I think, but as a piece of art and a piece of media, a piece of entertainment, I am very interested and entertained by it. And I'm, I am glad that it exists. I think it's weird as hell. And, uh, I, I'm, I am glad that it, it is in this world. And I think, and I wanted this, I got to start wrapping it up, but I think that this is like builds on a lot of meta, uh, sequel commentary. Um, Riss brought up space, the new space jam. You didn't see that, right? No. It's all a meta shit about Warner Brothers and like uh, this a this algorithm that Warner Brothers developed that is you know trying to I don't know kidnap LeBron and it's using all the proper the villainous properties and uh, like trying to take over and it's kind of it's very meta as well it's bad that movie's fucking bad but it's really interesting that Warner Brothers put out a couple movies in the same year. That have to do that are literally about Warner Brothers uh, as a company. Um, yeah, but now, do you think that this will in like? Okay, so it's been twenty years, twenty one years since the first Matrix. Do you think in twenty years Resurrection will hold up, or do you only do you think? It I think people will come back to it as batshit of... weird, batshit crazy, and weird. Because I honestly think about it, it's like. All the commentary I, on just how society is now, but if society isn't like that in 30, 40 years, does it make sense? Will it still hold up? Um, I, I don't know. I Well, it's not like... A, the, the Matrix, in its broad strokes, is timeless. The, the original series, but uh, but in finer strokes, it definitely has th- you know elements of its time. Um, and I think that that is a case here. Um, it's the meta stuff about, you know creating and i i think that's that's what's interesting about it is uh how self-aware it is and how silly it is and how it's literally fucking with what your concept of what your concept of the matrix franchise is um uh, i don't know it doesn't always work it's it's kind of a mess uh but uh i'm very interested and fascinated by it it's a fascinating mess to me and I think people will come back to this movie and watch it because of that. Not because they think it's great like the other one, like, you know, the yeah, first yeah. one or even the sequels. But I think they will come back to it as as interesting piece of art that exists, you know, commercial piece of art that exists. Yeah, $150 um, million dollar piece of art. Weird, weird piece of yeah. art. Um uh, um, there was something I was going to say, oh, with like, the, uh, so I, uh, you've never seen the original Twin Peaks, but then Twin Peaks revival, um, the Twin Peaks revival, uh, I forget when it was done, 2017, 2016, something like that. It is batshit weird and it feels nothing like the original show and it fucks with your expectations the entire time of what you think is going to happen. And you want certain characters to come back and it just dangles them uh, throughout the entire show. And you go along watching this whole show waiting for the shoe to drop and you don't know when it's ever going to drop. And it just, it's an excruciating thing. And then by the time it's all over, I'm like, wow, I, I think I like that. Even though I hated it while I, at points. Um, I think The Last Jedi is another example of a meta movie a bit. Not as much as these, but I think with what it does with 
what people expect and what people want from Star Wars. And then, you know, I think mm. it's like people reacted, uh, some people reacted so poorly to it. I have problems with The Last Jedi as well. Um, but they weren't in, they weren't in the realm of, you know, you've fucked with Star Wars, you've changed it in a bad way or something. Um, I don't know. I like that. Uh, this is in that thing, in that, you know, they're do they're trying to do similar things um to di- yeah. to varying degrees of success um and uh and just varying degrees you know period uh so that's why I don't know that's why I like this and I, I am going to I'm going to give it a score <laughs> it will get numbers <laughs> I am going to give it I got to hear yours first cuz I you're going to hate mine I'm giving it a 3 Oh, okay. That's not all right. That's that's expected based on how we talked about this. That's, yes, I right. think I liked it better than Reloaded. I think Reloaded oh. is. A, I think Reloaded <laughs> is a better, uh, probably better movie. Interesting. Uh, but I think that the I think Resurrections is way less boring and fa- and it's fascinating to me. Uh, we'll see how I feel, you know, like years from now. But yeah. um, but I think I like it better than Reloaded. It's not my worst wow. Matrix film. I think this is the worst of the Matrix films. I like Reloaded definitely more than this, but I like like I I, I want to like it. That's the thing because I get all the things that it's going for, and now that the dust is settled of like it not being a Matrix movie, essentially, it just is, is just a jab at a studio. Um, but it's like would I don't know. I feel like it could have been done while still feeling like not necessarily feeling like a matrix movie, but feeling like something that while subverting expectations still could fit in this world. And I, this just feels so different in every way. And I just, I'm, I'm, and I don't think it's done well enough to, to be so different. Um, so I'm going to give it two and a half. All right. That's not that bad. I was expecting you to do something wild, like a one and a half. Um, no, it's it's but this two and a half is held up entirely on just like what she's going for. Um, I, th- I think that it, there are genius ideas here. I think like that's. Uh, I think it's interesting our disagreement on the production. We didn't really talk about it a lot, but how I thought that it was, the production was weird. Um, and and um, I don't know. How, I just went I, for like a hyper clean, like at least from a cinematography standpoint, it was a hyper clean soft light style that is just like the um, like the. It felt like a TV show. Ha- oh, I was gonna say this looked like the epitome of like what so- like Hollywood blockbuster lighting has become, which is just it feels modern. It definitely is modern. Um, as sharp as possible and clean, and just like it didn't feel grungy or dirty like the other movies or. Uh, or other like sci-fi movies in the style um but i guess that's the point of this also is just like this is the modern age this is how things are commercial and clean and, yeah and, and when it's very much a like it's like making fun of hollywood with the whole way that these people are acting acting and like the the going to the starbucks and what have you um uh, and the kylie watched the first kylie watched the first half of this movie with me and she started laughing real hard and she goes I think this is one of those movies where I don't know if Keanu Reeves is a good actor or not, or if he's just a good action star. And, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, this is yeah. one of those movies. This I, is 100%. I, I, yeah, I don't think he was making it better. 
Um, between his, how stiff he looks and how like some of his lines are you know work, but some of them just the the deliveries didn't for me. Oh, real quick, last thing. I was not a fan of Neil Patrick Harris. I feel like he is. Oh, hated him. I think I was. I don't honestly don't know if it's his performance or it's just because he's such an iconic guy that like it's it's hard to see anything past Neil Patrick Harris. Um, yeah, you know? it just felt like another caricature character. Like everything, it's so hard to take anything of this movie seriously. Well, that I, that's the point because in that Matrix, everything is over the top. Um, it is the way like once you understand that this Matrix is different from the other one, and it, this one is over the top. And it's, you know, it's shallow and it's uh, saccharine and I don't know. But, like, that is part of this Matrix. And it looks different and it feels different and it has its own personality. But uh, but I don't know. There was something about them that just didn't work for me. And, like, I got what they, was trying, what they were trying to do. And there was a silliness to everything, um, to this world. And that mm-hmm. wasn't in the previous ones. Like there's funny moments in previous ones, but the everything's so serious and gritty. Whereas this mm-hmm. is more colorful, it's brighter, and it's sillier, and and are and it is fun at times. Um, it doesn't even, take it so the... seriously at all. Whereas the other ones yeah. are so fucking serious. It's like the most serious movies, and that's like that's the part of the aesthetic. I don't know. I mm. I'm really interested in this. What they're doing, what she's doing. The, uh, I mean, the original movies, you, you know, you feel the seriousness of like, cause humanity is at stake. This movie, I don't feel like anything is at stake. Really. That's a problem. Like, that like, is ultimately the biggest, one of the biggest issues for me. Like, um, it feels like in the, in the grand sense, stealing Trinity from the machines is like, it feels like kids sneaking in and grabbing a cookie when they're not allowed. Like, it doesn't feel like the, what they're going to do has any real consequence because. It's not like it's not it doesn't seem like they're going to be able to you know, stop the human farms or anything. And it doesn't seem like the machines give a shit enough because they came back to the architect. and The architect didn't give a shit, like one didn't really at the end. Um, the architect's gone. The original like, architect. No, no, I'm talking about Neil Patrick Harris. The oh, analyst. he's the analyst. Oh, yeah, he, he's the architect of this movie. Yes. Um, he's, yes. But yeah, so he's like he's like, yeah, you got Trinity out. Cool. Well, I don't give a shit at the end after making it seem like it was such a big deal. And uh, yeah, it just is the humans feel like like kids and the machines are the adults. <laughs> and it just I don't know. It's a Rugrats episode, I guess. But. I guess. <laughs> um, but all right. I'm ready to wrap it up. This was I'm I'm glad I'm ready to uh, I'm I do want to watch more Wachowski movies. I want to see Jupiter Ascending. I want to see um, Cloud Atlas. I know, and that one. I haven't seen either of those. And uh, I hear Jupiter Ascending is batshit crazy. And uh, I'm for it. That's the one with uh, Channing Tatum with elf ears? Yes. Yes, that's the one. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, but all right. All right. Well, thank you all for watching Best Boys or listening. Uh, this was our 30th episode. Uh, make sure that you like oh. and subscribe and follow and do all the good things you're supposed to do. Um, we will be doing next week. We'll be finally doing licorice pizza and there will be blood. Um, and we've been excited about the, about doing some Paul Thomas Anderson and, uh, yeah, thanks. Any, uh, anything you want to plug? Oh yeah. Rough pants is out. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Rough pants is out, uh, on Corey with a story, his, uh, YouTube channel. 
and it is excellent and it's doing numbers and uh so make sure you check that out uh and smooth pants the original please and do i can anything helps <laughs> we're, we're very proud of old core and uh and yeah yeah, I think if uh, if you like anything that A twenty four has made in the last decade, you're gonna love it. You'll love it. It's true. It's no li- no lies detected. <laughs> but all right, we're gonna get going here. We will see y'all next week. Make sure you keep watching. Cause we're the best boys. <laughs>